Hello and a very warm welcome to you wherever you are. This is the new live program on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. Glad that you are tuned in. Our first segment today will be on Health Talk and Charles Omondi will be joining us to talk about Hepatitis C. Then later on, Sister Becky will join us during the Bible segment to talk about Pursuitousness. But before we do that, Faithful Today Quartet comes to us with the song The Beatitudes. Sit tight and enjoy. And sing the multitudes He went up into a mountain And when he was set His disciples came unto and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed. Blessed are the 
kingdom of heaven. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is thy reward in Welcome back, dear listener. That was The Beatitudes by Faith for Today Quartet. And now on Health Talk, Charles Omondi joins us with more on Hepatitis C. Stay tuned and be on the know. Remember, health is wealth, and you are listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. The fear of AIDS has made many people think it is the only dangerous bug one has to worry about when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases. Because of AIDS, many people, and rightly so, have become paranoid about sex. They are wise. But how many people know of other equally dangerous bugs that can be contracted from sexual intercourse? A few years ago, hepatitis C did not have a name. Just like HIV, it was unknown. Studies are still being carried out on the extent of hepatitis C infection in the world, but it is believed that in the United States of America, where more thorough studies have been done, 4 million men and women, or 1 in 5th Americans, are infected. Like HIV, hepatitis C is spread through contact with infected blood, so needle sharing and unprotected sex are non-culprits. But that is where the similarities end. Unlike HIV, the hepatitis C virus does not die when exposed to air. It can live for days in a spot of dried blood, and that means it is possible to contract it from a shared toothbrush or razor or by being tattooed, body pierced or manicured. While experts believe that HIV is always eventually fatal, hepatitis C kills only roughly 1 out of 10 of the people it infects. But this is not to say it is not a dangerous virus. When millions of symptomless victims who have become recently infected become sick in the next 10 or 20 years, the death toll is likely to be high. Treatment for hepatitis C is usually effective if the condition is diagnosed and treatment started within a year of infection. But most people do not get diagnosed within a year of infection. Most people become infected within their 20s or 30s, but do not get to find out until in their 40s or 50s. At this point, it may be too late to save their liver or even their lives. People still know very little about hepatitis C, mainly because the carriers may not get sick for years or even decades after they are infected. Many people carry the virus with absolutely no clue that they are infected or that they may be spreading the disease. But even when patients do experience any signs of trouble, the symptoms are usually vague, intermittent, and easily attributed to other causes like fatigue, flu-like symptoms, 
glandular fever symptoms, depression-like symptoms, and so on. Untreated hepatitis C causes severe scarring of the liver called cirrhosis and liver cancer within 20 years of infection, and it could ultimately be fatal. The other bad news about the virus is that once you catch it, you will probably have it for the rest of your life. Therefore, you can continue to infect other people. The most common way of contracting hepatitis C is through blood of an infected person and since the virus can stay alive for so long, it makes it even easier to contract it than even HIV. Getting tattooed, piercing any body part and even having a manicure or pedicure if they clip your cuticles can expose you to hepatitis C since the needles and clippers can harbor dried infected blood if they are not properly sterilized. Even if the tattoo artist uses a newly sterilized needle every time, the increased savia can harbor the virus for an extended period of time. Although hepatitis C is harder to transmit sexually than HIV virus, it is still possible to catch it. Any sexual behavior that can cause trauma such as very rough sex or anal sex is considered risky because a tear in the lining of the private parts could allow transmission of the virus if your sex partner also has a sore or cut on his genital area. The bottom line to keep yourself free of hepatitis C is to practice safe sex, steer clear of intravenous and inhaled drugs, opt not to share razors, toothbrushes, nail files and clippers. If you do have a manicure or get a tattoo, make sure the establishment you choose sterilizes any skin piercing tools. Or better still, buy your own manicure set so you do not have to share in the saloon. Alcohol and surgical spirit and other disinfectant solutions won't kill the hepatitis C virus. If you are going to have a tattoo, ensure fresh ink as well as fresh needles are used for each customer. For you to have a chance of being cured for hepatitis C infection, the earlier you are diagnosed, the better. Since hepatitis C damages the liver, it only makes sense that you avoid things like alcohol and excessive use of over-the-counter drugs. Alcohol actually promotes the virus to reproduce itself and therefore every drink you consume is like throwing petrol on a flame. All medications are filtered through the liver, so even popping aspirin regularly to ward off heart disease may put strain on an already weakened organ. It is important for people to be checked for hepatitis C, especially if they are at high risk, such as those who engage in sex with multiple partners, homosexuals, injecting drug users, if you have ever had a blood transfusion, if you work in the healthcare field, or if you have recently handled the blood from other people. As serious as hepatitis C can be, a positive test result is not a death sentence. In about 15 to 20 percent of cases, the immune system is able to successfully attack the virus and it goes away on its own. In about one out of three infected people, the virus goes on to cause serious damage. In about one out of ten of those with severe damage, death will result. There are drugs that are approved for treatment, for example, the combined interferon and an antiviral drug. According to the latest statistics, 
This combination treatment has been shown to eradicate this virus in about 40% of the patients. You realize how risky the manicure, pedicure and several other means of infection can be. Nothing is pleasant as far as good health condition is concerned than to have information about something that could pose a health risk to you. You are informed, so make a healthy choice. For those of you who are just joining us, this is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, Hear My Prayer by Faith for Today Quartet. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. Thanks for choosing our station, We Are Because You Are. And now, please join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Her message is, Pursue Righteousness. Be blessed. 
indeed a privilege has been bestowed upon us, my beloved, that we may be partakers of the divine graces of God. I invite you once again to this study, that as often as you have taken time to be in the presence of the Lord, know this one thing for sure, God is righteous. He shall not forsake thy labor that you have given unto him, especially with respect to the study of his word. And your heart desires shall be granted according to his riches in glory. Now, yet again, I invite us, let us forsake that which is preventing us from keenly following the study of the word of God, even as we get together to pray. I am your sister in the Lord, Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. You are our Lord and Savior. We thank you for this chance to study your word. Now, Lord, may the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable before your sight, even as you teach us to abide in you. Thank you, for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved of God, I am amazed at the richness and the depth that is found in the word of God. Now, the Lord, the Lord teaches us uh, something that is pertinent to us, especially in these last days. We see that many people are lovers of self more than lovers of God. Many people exist to our form of godliness but deny the power thereof. And these many people may be you and I. It is not an exclusionary statement. That means day by day we need to assess ourselves and where do we stand when we look at the mirror which is the word of God. The book of 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 3 brings to view a teaching that is relevant knowing that when Jesus Christ was asked by his disciples regarding what shall be the sign of your coming, Jesus just answered by giving a caveat and saying, See that no man deceives you. So essentially, deception shall abound in the last days, just as it has been, it has been with us to date. But God has given us a way out, for on account of his faithfulness, he does not desire any one of us to perish. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 3 says, if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with this, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. This is just an opening statement regarding what Paul is addressing to young Timothy, and is addressing to us this day. 
at the time and age that we are living we have been able to see several things that we have no idea about or where they are going to we are in a situation of economic breakdown corruption abounds iniquity abounds wickedness abounds and none seems to be bothered but god had earlier on warned us and said that anyone who teaches contrary to godliness godliness means that anything in the character of god it's godly it is godliness but many things have come that have no tinge of godliness in them and now that is what paul is telling us that for us to know godliness Godliness comes with contentment in the sense that you may not be having all that you want in the world but all you ever need God provides daily and with godliness and contentment it is great gain why there shall be no envy there shall be no strife there shall be no surmisings but all that shall be happening on us to us who have known the truth is giving thanks to God for his blessings for his mercies that endure forever so amidst all this background of corruption wickedness iniquity strife anger malice what does the servant of God ought to do verse 11 says but you o man of God flee these things and pursue righteousness godliness faith love patience and gentleness This does not mean that the servant or the man of God should not work but it simply means that when you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these other things shall be added to you that's why Paul says pursue righteousness i mean make it upon you to live a righteous life wholly depending on Christ and his power The writer of Philip to the letter of Philippians Paul told them that work on your salvation with fear and trembling for it is the Lord who works in you to will and to do according to his pleasure that essentially brings to view the fact that we have a role to play whereas other people who are not content are going about finding better ways of obtaining money better ways of doing what better ways of uh, of developing themselves We are supposed to find better ways of partnering with God that as we pursue godliness as we pursue righteousness as we pursue faith as we pursue love as we pursue patience and gentleness God is able to grant the desires of our hearts it is a message for this time and is a message of great import that we cannot afford to leave or cast aside god desires that each one of us should make it upon himself godliness with contentment is great gain this does not mean that we are content on mediocre things or complacency or slackness but as we are pursuing righteousness god is able to open before us things that we have never seen when you read the book of proverbs 22 29 it just shows us how godliness with contentment is great gain why because when we have godliness we are able to exercise diligence and faithful service and that which god has blessed us with and so the proverbs writer says seest thou a man diligent in his business that automatically shows someone connected to God what happens to a person who is diligent in his business God says he shall stand before kings he shall not stand before mean men 
Therefore, it simply means as you are pursuing righteousness in God, God is able to make you into something. He is able to give you blessings in a measure that is exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. So anything that God requires of us to do is this one. That we pursue righteousness, we pursue godliness, we pursue faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Uh, verse 10 points us to something that we need to be aware of. It says, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. Showing that where us the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. To show that whatsoever you love is that which you shall pursue. Are you in pursuit of money to the extent that it prevents you from giving much attention to your faith? Or have you cast aside the work of God that you may pursue economic gain? Have you left worshiping the Lord because you want to pursue economic gain? Have you forsaken praying and Bible study, sharing time with family, ministering the word of God, the, the word of God in form of witnessing because of money? It is a question you need to ask yourself because God has given us one thing we ought to pursue. Pursue righteousness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. It is a difficult thing, but God is able to fulfill the desires of our hearts according to his riches in glory. Let us pray. Now, dear Lord, we pray that you may fulfill the desires of our hearts according to your riches in glory. Help us to walk daily by your side, obeying you and just giving our all entirely for the worship of your name. We have nothing to commend ourselves to you. But daily we seek you, asking that you may bless us and fulfill, uh, fill the cups that we lift unto you. Thank you for your loving kindness and your mercies, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. I reiterate once again, godliness uh, with contentment is great gain. Till next time, be blessed. for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you are blessed just like I was. And don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer. Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. May the Lord bless you abundantly. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Peace.
kingdom of heaven, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yeah. Mm-hmm.